Hey everyone, it is an honor to have you back. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for praying. Thank you for having us in your thoughts. Thank you for doing everything that you're doing out there. It is good to be back after such a long while. It's been quite a holiday for us here at Lifepack and we have a lot a lot in common to share this new season so today i'm going to introduce us to something even better i know it's been quite a while but it has been for the good for quite a lot of things have been happening and um the time that we were away i have received a number of things to talk about we're going to be sharing things we're going to be having a lot of hosts here i think i'm going to be having a co-host very soon that is going to be helping me uh talk about these things probably from another perspective as you will be monitoring with time i believe this is going to be one of the biggest things that has encountered your 2021 now i know for a fact that uh we are all going through some hardships right now. Uh, COVID-19, frustrations and fears and everything. Man, there's no better time to pray than now. There's no right time to pray than now. Because when we think that we are at our worst, when we think that things are at their worst, God is up to something. And if we are not positioned enough to even sense that, then there's a big problem. However, in this new season, we're going to be talking about a lot of things that are going to be helping us go through this session and, and season of distress where people are falling apart like $2 suitcases and people are frustrated. There's violence here and there. There's, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world and I don't want to speak for everyone. But from my perspective here in Uganda, we are going through quite a lot the lockdowns and people losing jobs and, and, and lack of security, insecurities here and there and a lot of things are going on but in the midst of all that in the light of saying that all these measures are being put in place to ensure that the lives of people are saved there's a clique of people who have chosen to take advantage of this opportunity and pump fear into their, 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 their families, fear into their friends, fear into their communities. And we don't want to say that we're not acknowledging the fact that this virus is actually out there, but this is a time that we need to step out and take on our identity. This is not in any way a call to violate the laws and, 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 and orders given by the government. But then again, it is a call for everyone to take up their stand. Much as you are taking on a responsibility of obeying those in, 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 in authority, it does not require that you forget your identity in Christ as well. So there's disease, there's pestilence, there's all this problems around but in the middle of it all are you still holding on to your profession to your confession i pray that through all the things we're going to be talking about i'm going to be centering on a few things that i believe god has placed in my heart to be in position to bless you with so today i'm going to be talking about something very interesting and uh i want to start with a question 
And I've asked her the same question among my friends, among people I don't even know. I have gotten opinions, different opinions, impressive opinions, I should say, from different people and different ways of life. And it has brought me to a conclusion about some things that I feel I need to share with you. By the end of this episode, you're going to have a new light through which to see this. So I'm going to ask the same question. Pay raise or promotion? What would you take? A pay raise or a promotion? Out of all the people who have contributed to this research, majority pick pay raise. Much as there is also a proportion of those who have selected promotion, but majority have gone with the pay raise. I don't know if it was an irrational answer, but I believe it's because they were apparently maybe they they don't want more responsibility on their hands. This question, if asked to you, might be a one shot to your next milestone, or it might leave you at the same place you're at. And again, for some people, they don't really think it's important to the speed which they're going at, you know, one step at a time. And, you know, there's that category. And then there's people who want things done so quickly. They need to know how fast am I going to get to my next. And then there's the surely, but slowly, but surely. And it's understandable to an extent. But then for how long will that pace matter? Where I come from, some of the people I asked this question fear more responsibility because of the dread of manipulation. And I totally understand. But the drawing board here is centered on purpose. It shouldn't worry you exactly why I am being manipulated to do something. But if you really have a purpose in a specific job, a specific relationship, a specific environment or community that you are living within, manipulation shouldn't be a problem. You just see and appreciate it as a stepping stone or something that is part of the process, I believe. If you knew the purpose for which you entered that job, you would value the promotion more than the money because at that level, the two coexist for you. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Putting purpose ahead of what's in it for me, I believe, will get you to the point where it's inevitable for you to lack anything below the standard of that purpose. If really it is a purpose, it is for a purpose that you came into a specific area or a specific job, a specific career, a specific ministry, you don't have to worry about where this and that is going to come from. If your eyes are truly centered on accomplishing that purpose, I believe that God cannot call you for a mission and not have a bill paid for it. If it's his will, it's his bill anyway. Jesus told his disciples to whom much is given, much is required. The question is, how much do you have in your hand? Now that's a tricky one. The answer to that will be a key to answering a lot of the things around you because if you have less to give, it's probably because if if, if you have less to give, it's I, I should say actually, if you don't have much to offer, it's probably because of that little you're not faithful or responsible enough with it. Think about it. Maybe people don't trust you more because 
the little that you have, you're not trustworthy enough with it. I'm just saying, you could take time to study this through and see. Why trust you with more at that level? So you can get all you can, can all you get, and then sit on your can? You need to understand what exactly is it that you are doing where you are. If you looked around, is there anything that connects? Do you make sense of anything that you are doing? Does it add up to anything? Do you see a future where you're standing right now? For example, why are you the one always realizing lack? Why are you always asking yourself why you think what you have is not always enough? Why is it always you to recognize a problem every time? And that problem is always associated with a dissatisfaction, a lack of something. Now, there's two perspectives to this. There's someone who is seeing this in the perspective of I have something to add due to the dissatisfaction. And then there's someone who doesn't have a solution but always pinpoints the problem. There's a difference between these. So you need to draw a contrast. Um, why are you asking yourself these things more often? Right? Why do you have the kind of friends that you have? Why do you feel like you're not loved enough? Why is it always you to think that you are alone in this world? It's one thing to play the pity party game, and it's another for you to embrace the fact that you have something, you actually do have the power to change something about your life. You see, we all want the reward, but not the means. We want the anointing, but not the price it requires us to pay. We want a good life and think it's money that defines it, but, you know, it's really not that much. We're not ready to make the sacrifices involved in finding our purpose to achieve that fulfillment. So we tend to want the money, but funny thing, we don't want the responsibility that comes with it. You see the dilemma here. Forgetting money is only a tool, and that's why it answereth all things. When the Bible says, don't work, don't eat, the writer doesn't want you to just starve to death. He wants you to understand that work is a responsibility that is rewarding. He wants us to love our work. The majority of the answers you probably have about this question, it answers a lot about your life. Pay raise or a promotion. Studying it closely will help you realize where you need to make the change. Could, it could mean probably that you're either headed for a tough or a rough reality or a smooth transition into your purpose. If you are offended by the things that I'm saying already, we are probably talking to the wrong people. You are probably listening to the wrong podcast. But before you tune out, I need you to understand this could be one of the greatest breakthroughs you could have if you could just come to terms with this as a fact and establish a truth and move past it. Now, when you serve your purpose, you're looking at a reward bigger than any paycheck, bigger than any benefit scheme. You will, for a moment in your life, be headhunted. 
well for me i choose promotion really because i see it as a new level new opportunities growth influence and affluence i'd see it as a, a form of entrusting you know and probably a paris comes along so if this was a a decision i had to take to either decide or die i'll go with promotion now i'm i'm sorry if i feel like i am being subjective here but this is my opinion at this level ask yourself this question am i working in purpose or not am i happy where i am or not maybe i'm not happy because i'm chasing after the wrong thing where i am well i'm just saying anyway but bottom line be happy find your purpose hey people thank you for tuning in thank you for listening it's yet another day another time we have a session together this episode is yet another one of those that will open your eyes to something even more amazing yet basic as you may call it at some point so today again i feel it is easier for us to share based on questions that have been asked by individuals by celebrities by politicians by government officials by by a lot of people even you yourself you could be asking the same question so don't be shocked if many of our topics here now are titled with questions or in form of questions it it really gives a new groove so bear with us so today uh we're going to talk about something and i also want to pose it as a question is maturity necessary or is it mandatory well it feels like the two words don't match differ but some people think growing up is is a must they think it's mandatory and from a perspective of considering the fact that it is a way of life that we have to grow up physically does not necessarily mean that we have to accept maturity as a state of mind Sometimes growing up can be really much of a challenge and honestly a lot a lot of work. I mean it requires responsibility, accountability. Sometimes it's a requirement by those who have seen us growing up that taught us a thing or two. But you know, sometimes you just feel like time went by so fast and wow, just like that. I'm now this old and I'm supposed to act this age or I'm supposed to act this mature. and it becomes pretty scary for some people i've actually noticed some people dread maturity the whole notion of growing up just doesn't seem to click it's just not there like oh, it it freaks them out at some point but with that general consciousness but you know somehow people go with the flow they become so draggy But what about the Christian? What does God say about maturity? It's supposed to be desirable. Now, this might differ with a lot of conceptions and and and, and assumptions people have been having with time. And uh, for some as I said it's like a way of life that 
it's automatic i'm supposed to grow up i'm supposed to one day own a car and take care of it then also own a house then also uh, uh get uh, you know meet someone there's courtship and there is marriage and then there's kids and then there's raising a family and man it scares you it can scare you at some point but here is god saying he desires for us to grow up that's quite something well god wants us to grow up corinthians speaks about how paul used to think like a child but he had to outgrow that pattern of life and walk according to the will of god a mature christian i think functions at a higher level of discernment that means he is required to be in position to draw distinctive lines of function now you're not supposed to be debating about it you know but rather at least for starters learn to start walking into maturity begin with a desire always remember the first thing is to desire it majority fear it because they probably haven't found the motivation to maturity they still enjoy the childhood mentality they still enjoy the childhood things that they did before they enjoy the you know it's it's beautiful after all the bible says that the kingdom of god is likened to a child you know the kingdom of god jesus said one time when he was speaking to the disciples and saying the kingdom of god is like a little child so unless someone has childlike faith well childlike faith was a figure of speech which he meant both literally and figuratively it's important to know what exactly he was saying behind those very words so in this sense i believe the maturity that god wants us to come to is firstly spiritual maturity the full understanding of what he truly desires of us to become the social system today is mentally draining us to resolve at such a mediocre level people are looking up to public icons now you know they're looking up to celebrities and people of influence to define a certain trait as you know maturity they look at maturity based on one dimension for example if someone is really in the Uh, in in the idea of relationships and marriage and everything i see i see people with watching these youtube channels and they're following couples and these couples all they do is to sit behind the screen and hmm, I, i don't really i'm not really against it but i'm not with it either because the world is weird at some point and different mentalities and drives motivate people to do the things that they do and always remember that whatever you see before you 99% of what is in media is something they want you to see and it is there is always something that they are not saying so really i reserve my comments on that however But it occurs that oh wait actually things fall apart for these guys after a period of time like wow i thought they were the ideal couple i thought this was the main you know we all have the disappointment at one point i thought these guys were meant to be together i thought this was supposed to go this way and things fall apart and you know the drive to desire to be like them crumbles god does not 
God does not really call us to look up to people before we look up to him. You know, that's really, really important. Now we are talking about submission here. You cannot submit to anybody or give in to their opinion before you give in to the opinion of God because he establishes you. And as he establishes you, he begins to show you the people that connect to the establishment he has made in you and therefore you submit to them because the connection is spiritual before it is anything else, you know? So God does not really, I don't think that God has called us to submit our or de- depend or create uh, mentalities about life based on the experiences of specific individuals yet we don't even have a single taste of what his idea concerning these things really is because the only way we'll understand how and how and who best to model our lives around or after it's in line with the desires that God plants in our hearts as we look up to him Real maturity is ultimate self-sacrifice, I believe, and it's total dependence on God and His supply. Whatever is your mentor, whoever is your inspiration, whoever is your icon, if they are not submitted to God, you need to question your priorities. Really, now this is a wake-up call because the world has created this idea of, of models, of, you know, social icons and people we look up to in society because they do good, they do this. And, well, it's funny enough that they even people who don't do the right things and, and somehow they also are icons. But not to be judgmental, I'm only saying that God should be the primary model or motivation for you before you look up to anybody else god should be your ultimate or your alpha after all he says is the alpha and omega i mean it starts with him it ends with him um well the common idea of maturity is the ability to have full control and capacity to provide for oneself fully but god's idea is the capacity to fully rely on on him for him to mold your life into the usable vessel he requires you to be it has nothing i mean maturity today is being looked at something as your capacity you have the ability you know i now there is well in high school i i remember we learned about the it wasn't high school it was university uh the triangle the triangle uh who's it's a certain theory i remember well i may not fully remember the details but i remember something very key there there was somewhere they called full self-awareness at the very top self-awareness is you know the ability for you to feel like i now have this under control this is now under my control i can do it i can work this many hours a week or a day or a month and i can make this much amount of money i can provide this i can provide this and at the end of the day it's about i somehow well at the end of the day it is about how you can make things count it's about how you can make things come to a certain being i mean you become the author and finisher of your life at the end of the day and hey this is a reminder where did god where did you lose the picture of god in the whole deal i mean if you keep 
having explanation and that explanation has I, 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 I in it, you really need to question your self-sacrifice because that's the life we believe we're living, you know? If God's ways are really above our ways and you have common knowledge, then you have a general understanding of maturity and not God. God's ways are higher than our ways. It's quoted in the book of Isaiah. But if God's ways are above our ways and we choose to do things our way, then do we really have an understanding of the way that we are living our lives? Question that. I think that becomes to the end that you think and contemplate these things as yourself. You know, is it me who is driving my life or is it me assisting God to drive my life? It's one thing to allow Jesus to take the wheel and it's another when he's competing for the wheel with you. God has called us to be co-creators, co-laborers with him. All right. It's, it's not a dictatorship. It is a partnership. You know, you don't let God do something without you. He won't do it alone. He will do it with you, with your cooperation. If you're going to do something without God, well, that's your funeral. That's on you. Well, the awesome knowledge of God isn't found lying around like common sense. Well, I don't know if that makes sense. You're not going to find the beautiful wisdom of God lying around. I mean, you have to dig it out. You have to dig it out. It lights up something in you and not only pushing you to see things in a common lens like everyone else. Some people fear maturity because of the experiences of others who have had it rough. That's why Jonathan McReynolds says, comparison kills. I love that song. Comparison kills. I mean, his music is great and the flow and the rhythms are all perfect, but the lyrical content is way mind-blowing. It's amazing. You know, you should listen to his music meanwhile, that's for sure. Your story isn't in the pages of another person's storybook, it is yours. The author and finisher of your life has your book written out. Imagine. He has it all figured out. Even before you live this life, he has a storyline for you. And here you are writing your own story. Well, good for you. But guess what? God has a story for you and it is only you. It's only about you. And you'll be shocked. It's an awesome story. But you have to desire it. If you're the kind that's still struggling with maturity at a conscience level in your mind and spirit, understand it's not an act. It's about, it's not about age. It's about realizing your full potential in the light of the truth of what God made you to be. It's nothing to do with age. Maturity has nothing to do with, with how much you've studied, how much you've been exposed to, how much... You know, it's, it's not about the age, the gray hair, or the money you have. It's not about um, the, the cars that you drive. It's not about what the world has defined maturity to be. Maturity is spiritual. It is firstly spiritual. What that means is the knowledge of who you truly are defines your level of maturity. 
how exposed you are to the will and purpose of God concerning your life in the light of his truth defines what maturity is to you at, at, at some point you, you you mature even before realizing it it's something that you are you're not conscious of I mean you just wake up one day and you're like wow all this is happening and this is all I mean I can't do anything I couldn't have done this and you look at the kind of wife I have look at the kind of children I've raised look at the kind of family we have come to be and you you look around and you're like god there is no explanation to how this is possible i'm not smart enough to pull this off until you come to that level if you feel like you have not yet reached that and where you are right now you can explain it and say well i was a really good student and you see i read these books i know that i i know what child psychology really is all about and i have a grip on this if you haven't come to the place where you look around and you can literally see you don't deserve it, you haven't come to maturity. Because I, I really believe it's a place of desire. I mean, you love it there because at that point you realize how less you are and how much he is in you, around you, all over you. He becomes the center of you. Everything about you is him. And you, you look at the car you're driving, you look at the ministry you have, you look at the businesses you're owning, you look at the careers that you have now, the books that you've studied, the children you've raised now, you look at the family you have, the community that you, you're living in, and you're like, God, I, I, I'm not even worthy of this. I can't even do, I couldn't have done this if it wasn't for you. Everybody knows I'm not this smart. I, it's not about the English, it's not about the books, it's not about the PhDs or the degrees. This is totally about you. I mean, I see you in everything. And God becomes a 360 degrees person in your life. Because you've chosen to mature in Him, not in the world. The world is frustrating and I don't blame people who fear maturity in that understanding because I, I, I look through the lens with which they use to see maturity and I am not surprised why they dread it. It becomes obvious why they fear to grow up and mature. They f- it shocks them one day that man now I'm a mother. I mean, wh- what did you expect? What did you expect? <laughs> I mean, it becomes funny. One day you used to imagine yourself, you're married to this Prince Charming, you have these beautiful kids, and you even planned out their names. And right now, here you are, you're even, you're confused. You don't know what to name the child. I mean, it's a shock. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say here. It's, it's really more than what we have been told it is. Because... A cousin of yours maybe accidentally got into a mistake and something happened and then you see life turned upside down for them it doesn't mean that's your story and that's how you really have to see it if you truly see things in the lens of truth according to God you won't feel maturity you realize maturity is responsibility and maturity is accountability and this accountability is not one that scares you it's one that humbles you It makes your life beautiful knowing that, God, we have done this with you. I couldn't have done this without you. This is you and me. It's not just me. It's not just you. It is us. 
the partnership becomes something you desire. It becomes exciting because it is you and God at that level. You won't fear maturity if you think things through in this perspective. Now, begin with asking God to place that desire in you. To show you the right people to associate yourself with. Maturity will cease to become a goal. It'll become a process you actively learn and enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. This has been amazing. Wow. I mean, sometimes I'm going through the very things that I'm sharing and I listen to these episodes after and I'm like, wow, isn't that amazing, God? It blows me away, like, you know? So that's what I had to share with you in this episode. However, I am really, really excited for what is happening in this very season. You don't want to miss this. Share this message if you feel it has blessed you. Give it to someone else. You never know where they are in their lives. This might be what helps them. Share the message with me and let's bless everyone with the word of God. Thank you. Next time, we're going to be sharing something even more beautiful. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the subscribe. Is it a link? No. It's that little bell. Please don't forget to hit it. Share these podcast episodes. If they have blessed you, it'll be amazing. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God. And it's about how we partner with Him to spread His word. God bless you. Bye.